2: Like and the are playing some games That I pray to your mama that they're not super lame And if that all sounds cool, I can tell you the name It's the R-H-A-P-B-M-B Mike and the are playing some games That I pray to your mama that they're not super lame And if that all sounds cool, I can tell you the name you can yeah.
3: for free. Hi everybody and welcome to the RHAP BNB for episode 2 of Survivor Winners at War. My name is Mike Bloom here to continue on. Yes, that was not a dream. We did indeed have a Survivor 40 premiere last week. It was real. It was spectacular. And here we have the follow-up episode. Lots of great stuff to get into. But first, let me welcome in the panel for this week, of course, Co-owner of the B and B Liana Boris is here. Liana, I would never sell you down the river.
0: Oh well, holy crab cakes, Mike. Thank you. I really, really appreciate that. I, I so I only caught holy crab cakes as a saying on my rewatch, and Denise said it, and I think it's my new favorite phrase. So I'm looking forward to trying to incorporate it throughout this podcast.
3: I didn't catch it on either watch. When did she say holy crab cakes when she found the idol?
0: Yes holy crab cakes mike what do you mean you didn't catch it
3: maybe there were crab cakes in there and she decided not to touch them
0: crab cakes are delicious oh my god speaking of okay so i just have to mention this really quick so i went to the grocery store this morning the english muffins you know the like thomas english muffins there's like six and a thing okay two no buy one get two free do you think there's something wrong with the muffins? I did buy them because it was buy one, get two free. That's I get 18 muffins for the price mm. of six muffins.
3: Well, let me throw this question to our guest this week. And I think she's most adept to handle this, considering how much nonsense we've subjected her to throughout the course of the BNB. Megan Z, is there a hard line for a discount, in your opinion, when you realize that maybe it's a little too good to be true?
4: I'm just too filled up on breadfruit to even focus on any other food items yeah this is bread muffins
0: not <laughs> bread fruit um but yeah i didn't have to use a very rickety ladder if you can call it that uh to get the muffins they oh, just could you, could you imagine
3: like cake. you go up to the clerk and say, like, okay let me just get the ladder Now i get it done from the top <laughs> shelf
0: i think i would rather take the yule uh route like i can imagine the very calm logical employee in the back being like no 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 it's okay we'll just hook them down
3: yeah but then he has to take a break because he's expended more calories than they're worth
0: Of course, Yule would do the math on
3: the
4: calories in, calories out.
3: Yeah, do you think Yule's a calorie counter? Do you think he's a life counter? Like, he just counts everything?
4: He's definitely a stair counter. You know how some people count stairs in their head? He's a stair counter, for sure. Yeah, he does kind of come off as the guy
0: who's like, I just need to collect data on everything. You know, like, everything. So I'm sure he's got, you know, a smart watch or whatever to collect the steps, which goes with the the stairs you know so yeah i could see it
3: so obviously it was really tough to follow up last week last week was an incredible episode of survivor but i really felt like this week was going to be the test to see whether or not the ship that is survivor winners at war was going to stay afloat or like a Danny boat right was it going to eventually sink I personally had a really great time watching episode two, but Liana, what was sort of the comparisons between the two episodes in your opinion?
0: I just had this thought. It's not Danny boat, right? It's Danny boat, wrong. And that's no. so sad. Uh, same for I, know. Lost so sad.
3: Liana. I
0: know. Right. <laughs> I got to save my hot takes. Um, okay. So I watched, watched the episode with a friend of mine and the first watch I was like, yeah, this is fine. This is fun. Um, I am worried about having super high expectations in terms of the strategy. Uh, And so on the initial watch, it was like felt pretty obvious that Danny was going to go for me personally. But then when I rewatched it, it was actually much more fun. I really got to appreciate all of the segments, especially the whole breadfruit thing was just absolutely hilarious. Uh, I'm still a little annoyed with Edge of Extinction or Island of Extinction that Boston Rob keeps calling it. Well but,
3: there's, it's there's some well, weird okay. parlance going on because I believe in season 38 like the season was called Edge of Extinction but I believe the name of the island was Extinction Island but the but the lower third always said Edge of Extinction so they almost have two names simultaneously.
4: Uh, well okay. that's clear for everybody then. Okay. <laughs> the I,
0: wait, what was it? I the Island of Extinction? Extinction the, Island. Extinction
4: Extinction Island. EI or IOE was featured on EOE season.
3: Remember the I before EOE except after EIC.
4: It's so obvious, of course. So obvious, yes.
3: Well, Megan, what have been your thoughts two episodes in about Winners at War?
4: So I definitely still have some glitter in my eyes that this whole thing happened. I mean, last week during the premiere, I wore a buff. I've never worn a buff before, but I like didn't even know how to manifest my excitement that I was like, I just have to, I guess, wear a buff. Which one? And which one? Oh, um, I had the Survivor 30th Anniversary buff on. Mm. Yes, it's orange. What, what's on though? Okay,
3: yeah, it's the <laughs> it's, logos it's, for the first thirty seasons, right? Uh, uh, yes,
4: yes, mm-hmm. of course. Well, that makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. But there's there's things that I'm watching and I still can't even believe are happening. Like, I can't even believe that I'll I'll be watching um, the tr- the blue tribe and be like, BR is running this. How is this happening? How how season after season is he still the hub of the hub and spoke of everything? I just can't even believe what I'm seeing.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I I think I I think also just to to have some of the conversation, like to have Tyson and Sophie comment on Tony being insane, just like, is this really happening right now?
3: Yeah, I I think we're still waiting to all get woken up collectively. Right. And I think there's still so much fun to be had. I think we've all been worried going in as to like, how are they going to fit everything into a 42 minute time frame? I do feel like we got it in this episode. Like, I think we got a very clear narrative as to why Danny went home, but there were still other options. I think this season is just so messy from the get-go. I talked about this last week that I wondered, like, okay, now that there have been first boots from each tribe, are people going to settle down knowing, like, at least I'm not the first out? Hell no. If anything, it's going to be ramped up even further, crazily enough. So that excites me to no end, because I love chaos, and there was so much chaos going on here. Like you said, Liana, even though it did seem pretty telegraphed that Danny was going to go home, I didn't expect it to be unanimously, but there was all this running around going on and bag-dumping at Tribal Council that's still made for an entertaining episode overall.
0: Mm. And to just sort of watch the... The the to watch it all unfold in such a way that you see Danny essentially just self sabotage, and then you see you know how can Adam play off of that? How is Ben gonna operate around that? How is Boston Rob and Parvati thinking towards the next vote? You know, and already sort of putting things in place to maybe get out Ben next week. And I think that there's a lot of nuances and complexity that because of the show having to spend time doing other things is a little bit more subtle. So that. That's why on a rewatch, I think it really I really, really appreciated all of the subtle strategy that was going on.
4: And I like that we still had character moments in there, right. too. Mm-hmm. We still had time for a full six minute ladder segment. And <laughs> it was it was everything.
3: Yeah, which yeah. Made me so happy. We'll get to it later. But that might be one of the funniest scenes in recent memory. Just everyone operating in their perfect role from a comedic perspective. I also wonder if, you know, we did dedicate the first act of this episode to edge of extinction and kim and denise finding those half idols i wonder if because they're found now that means we don't have to dedicate time to it next week so that's going to allow more time for some of these other dynamics to shake out as much fun as DeKal was we weren't entirely sure how kim and tyson were able to sort of recuperate after the poker alliance debacle now they didn't go to travel council, so they didn't need to necessarily face that up, but I'm assuming we're going to have time in future weeks anyway, now that we sort of have the idols out of the way for those dynamics to be exposed.
0: I freaking hope so. I just, I really want to know what's going on. Just, I feel like Eric Andre when he's like, let me in. Like, <laughs> what's that meme? like, that's, I just want to know all the details. Please tell me how Tyson responded to this. You know, how is he trying to build relationships with other people? We got to see a little bit of that from Kim, but you know, what what now is happening to the dynamic? How are the people on the outs? Tr- you know, and on the outs, I mean, like the Windows and the Knicks of the world, like what's going on with them? Like, somebody just tell me.
4: <laughs> More secret scenes.
3: Yeah, there there are a good amount of secret scenes, and I really encourage people to watch the secret scenes this week in particular, because they are a lot of fun. One is Parvati trying to convince Ethan how to lie, uh, which I just love this idea of old man Ethan Aww. just trying to, like, get used to what modern yeah. Survivor is.
4: It was really cute. Every time I see Ethan, I just want to start clapping. Like, I just want to just, like, give him a good <laughs> applause and be like, I'm here for you, Ethan. Like, we're all rooting for you. You got this. Oh, that's such a good point.
0: And I, I didn't think I could love Ethan more than I did before. And somehow that's happening. And it's such a joy. He just, he, yes, he makes me want to spontaneously clap. It's kind of like Meg Z, you were talking about, I don't know how to express my excitement. How do I express my appreciation (laughs) for Ethan? i clapping, I suppose.
3: yeah, my see- hands
4: are very red by the end of the episodes.
3: Yes, yeah. there's also a secret scene where Kim becomes uh, the Red Tribe's gourmand. She ends up using the food to spice up the rice. Maybe that's another reason why she could endear herself to the group. Though I feel like this group of players would absolutely eat up her spice rice and then vote her out afterwards.
0: Yeah, for sure. They're they're cutthroat.
3: Yeah, and it, just like Kim uses those knives. So yeah, a bunch of stuff to check out. Amber catches a fish. It's super colorful. So. Check all that stuff out. But speaking of Eric Andre memes, Megan, I really feel like Danny is the meme of Eric Andre shooting Hannibal Burris and asking who did this uh, because <laughs> Danny essentially shot her game in the foot here.
4: She did. Absolutely. And with with Danny, it does feel like, you know, we waited so long to see her and it was kind of like. Oh, no, this is what we waited for. Oh, gosh, this isn't that great. This isn't that great. Like, uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. She uh, she looked in the mirror and it was her she was pointing at. Oh,
0: God, it was so. Yeah, it was so sad to watch the paranoia. It was just like, stop. Just stop, Danny. No, No.
3: let me throw out a question here. So uh, the way that these people perform on this season, is that going to impact your overall opinions on them. I know that Taryn has the legacy poll running so we can see what the community at large thinks. But from your personal perspectives, both of you, like, for example, with Danny, are you going to look back now on Survivor Guatemala and be like, wow, she really got lucky with that?
0: i don't know i think it's challenging because i've heard so i've heard you know both where it's like all right just put it aside what is done in the past like that is its own legacy and then we're evaluating her now as a different person as a potentially a different player in a different set of circumstances and so we have to evaluate this game for what it is but i think in the back of your mind you can't help but think about like ooh, is that just editing you know like like what exactly happened in that previous winter season i think jt is the person that is really probably (laughs) the best example um that we can sort of look back on where you know you have him in token chains, and then you sort of look forward to his game and heroes villains and game changer you think like oh man what how does that make me feel about the token chains winner jt
4: I think when I when I look at the three people who have gone out so far, Natalie, Amber and Danny, I don't think any of them. What happened in these games make me think that their other games aren't validated Um, because I, I really just don't get that huge vibe that that something really crazy happened here or something exceptionally different. So I maybe in the future, if someone pulls a really dumb move, but so far I haven't uh, haven't uh, made them give back their trophies from before.
3: Right. I know I personally try to really separate each person's game sort of in its own bucket, which is weird, right? Because it's essentially the same person playing every three, four, five, however many you want to call it times. But I do feel like Survivor is so situational where, you know, maybe the strategy that Danny tried here worked in Guatemala, but didn't work in Winners at War. Does that necessarily mean she's a bad player? No, it just means that this strategy doesn't necessarily work for this group of players. Everyone plays a certain way, and it's only going to work with a certain configuration of people. So, I mean, I don't begrudge Danny's legacy at all. I think we can certainly begrudge the way that she essentially torpedoed her game. And there's stuff that that's come out, you know, afterwards about how apparently, like Parvati threw her name under the bus, and so she was more liable to turn on her. But at least from what we saw. It did seem like she was just very wary of the fact that Ethan Parvati and Rob were sort of hanging out on their own, and she so, felt so left out that you know, she wanted to move quickly because it's a new Survivor game, and that caused her to want to turn on the old schoolers immediately.
4: Hmm. I also sometimes when I saw Danny with her cowboy hat at certain angles, she made me uh, think she was Jerry Manthi from like a weird angle far away. And then I just kept thinking about the alternate universe where Jerry Manthi was on this season and was staring off well, at Parv listen, and Rob. Jerry
3: was an, uh, allegedly an immunity challenge win from winning Survivor Heroes versus Villains. So it's not too distant of a world away.
4: I know. I was just getting these like weird flash forward, flash back, flash sideways of what if that was Jerry Manthe instead? Do you think
0: Jerry would have completely bedazzled her hat in preparation if she were to come back?
4: Yeah, it would be like a full transformation from like her, uh, you know, she had the dark hat that she was wearing um, in the other season. Now she'd come back and be like, listen, I'm on the positive side of everything. Bedazzle it up for me.
3: Oh, so it would (laughs) be the same hat, just bedazzled. It wouldn't be the actual change in the hat itself
4: uh well i was thinking just
0: inspired obviously based on danny's bedazzled uh attire right so it could be the same hat she could pick a different hat and bedazzle it it's really about the bedazzling here okay i don't really care about the base hat but yes
3: do you think danny got voted out because she was wearing a red chief's jersey on a blue tribe do you think that just made her stick out really unnaturally to begin with
0: what well, could have been subconscious right you know you're looking for anything that can divine ah. us versus them and you see somebody wearing red and you're like ooh yeah i don't like you even though there's no rhyme or reason for it they're just wearing a different color
3: okay i like this so if you want to stay under the radar when your tribe gets paints paint yourself entirely your tribe color so that nobody's going <laughs> to notice you whatsoever you're just part of the scenery as ben says you're part of mother nature
4: yeah, I can't wait to see Tony head to toe in red paint, just like running around, you know. Yeah, what was it that he said in episode one? We're we're red because we're hot.
0: We're on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever yeah that would definitely be tony although i could also see if you've got nora out there she'd be like i don't stick in i, I like to stick out or whatever it is that she said she paints herself the opposite color
3: yeah exactly it's so just weird like uh what was it Vokai lining up and then just a green nora yes. standing it's like she's like she looks like gamora from guardians of the galaxy
0: yeah the she-hulk
3: <laughs> well let's get into how we thought danny was going to do pre-season so liana with your inflated fire token market attached, how do you think Danny was going to do before this season ended up airing?
0: Okay, so this is what I wrote for Danny. She will find a hidden immunity idol and keep it a secret the entire time. She will only target big name players, aka Boston Rob, Sandra, Parv. Yeah. Uh, she will remind everyone how hard Guatemala was approximately 1 million times in confessionals uh and we'll try to make war dogging it a phrase on the island all right was, she, was that, she the
3: one that introduced that in her interviews I,
0: yeah i believe so that was from her preseason press that her and her kids they were ta- oh you're really war dogging it oh my gosh you think
3: you, maybe maybe that's the reason why boston rob wanted to vote her off because she said that to him after the challenge
0: yeah yeah right exactly what an insult um and then i had her with 23 confessionals i thought she was gonna go a ways and 245 oh my totes. god <laughs> oh you were so close liana you were like I was, right there i know i was if you round to a thousand i was like right there right there oh <laughs> I'm right god. there um well, her ally was sophie and her enemy was sandra boston robin parv
3: <laughs> just that three-headed monster Yeah. so i also said that she would find an idol without anyone knowing and i said she would correctly use it on herself i guess it's the legacy of gary hogaboom i said that she would work closely with denise which i guess she did because she bequeathed her a fire token for some reason um and i said she would win at least one individual challenge that requires standing still closest Mm -hmm. ally was denise worst enemy was parvati i had three fire tokens and (laughs) nine confessionals so we shall see. Do we think that with Danny now going to the edge of extinction, does that mean that her purple game is truly going to be on fleek from now on?
0: It's entirely possible. She could paint herself purple, who knows?
4: <laughs> That's where my mind was going. Is this maybe uh Danny fading into the background?
3: Yeah, cuz mm-hmm. I think that, you know, Natalie has I mean I think she's the confessional leader at this point this season. And that's because she just spends so much time on the edge of extinction. But as more and more people dilute those waters, you have to do something to really stand out from the crowd.
0: Yeah, I'd have to think if Reem. I don't remember the final confessional counts for EOE I O I on EOE on the <laughs> um But uh, it does but sound like you're having
3: have... a stroke, liana Just to <laughs> let you know.
0: Do you oh, yeah, do you worry, smell breadfruit? <laughs> yeah. It's no, fine. my arms. Oh, my arms. Okay, guys. Um, I still have symmetry in my face. Uh, okay. Um, what was I talking about before having a stroke? Maybe I did have a stroke. Oh, Reem. Okay, <laughs> so Reem, um, I think still got like a decent number of confessionals by yeah, sort of, at I'm, least I'm, for
3: the first couple episodes. I'm looking right now to post on Reddit. She had 14, uh, actually, wait. Let's look now. I believe 15 total, looks like. 15? Wow. 15 for the or first boot. Like, that's crazy.
0: Um, how many does Natalie have right now?
3: I think she has something along the lines of, like, 13 or something. Sane. Yeah, because, again, she was the first person on Edge of Extinction, so she had to be the founder of the Survivor Economy. She had to be the Adam Smith talking (sighs) about the Invisible Hand.
0: Yes, of course. Um, Oh, yeah, I'm trying to see. I don't know. I can't find it. Anyway,
3: whatever. (laughs) Well, Megan, is there anything that you would like to talk about from this episode or Survivor winners at war at large before we get into the games at hand?
4: Yeah, I just we we have to mention this ladder scene again, because I mean, uh, what what would have to be at the top of the tree for you guys to climb up on the Tony ladder?
0: <laughs> Two know, million dollars. My child? Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> um, That thing looked so dangerous.
3: I mean, when. It, it looked ridiculous. It looked so ramshackled. And th- the fact that Tony tried to calm everyone down by be like, don't worry, I designed it. Like, those are not comforting words.
0: <laughs> if anything, you should not want to be on the ladder based on the fact that Tony designed it. Um. Yeah, that was just that was so insane. And I was trying to understand like where he Where did he get all the twine? First of all,
3: because There
0: would, would have been a lot of twine.
3: <laughs> Thank you, Megan.
0: I got oh, it. I got that one. it. I, I, okay. Yeah. Ha 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 ha. Because her last name. uh-huh. Yeah, she's made um, out of
3: twine. She's, yes, she's one third twine.
0: Under her hat, you know. Um. But is it bedazzled? Um. Wait. Could you imagine yeah.
3: Sandra being like, "Don't worry, Tony, I got you." And then she just starts pulling out her hair, and it turns into. It's sort of like a what Rumpelstiltskin, right? Spinning straw into gold. You could spin hair into twine.
0: Ah uh, yes.
4: <laughs> the
3: superpower.
4: Like, Every
0: Tony's sort of wants. like
3: Rumpelstiltskin in that regard. Yeah, I think so. I and think that he that's doesn't really know anyone's of... name.
4: When uh, when Jeff does call out their tribe name, it does sound like the silly tribe, and they are the silly tribe for sure. What is the name? Decal? I think the name is technically Sole. Oh no,
0: Decal, Soleil. Yeah,
3: Sole. Saleh. So are the ones that are Soleing all the the queens, all the athletic favorites. Whereas Decal are the more they're heating Decal of the wild and exploring the breadfruits <laughs> and sharks.
0: Yes, that makes sense. Uh Natalie has 12 confessionals by the way. Um the other thing that I thought was really funny was the uh the marching with Tony as like the leader calling out, you know, left, left, <laughs> left, left right, left. Could you imagine being one, one of those people
3: carrying the ladder and having somebody do that. Like Tony gets away with so much because that is such an a-hole thing to do when somebody's oh, moving yeah. stuff for you.
0: I'm gonna start doing that the next time i help somebody move <laughs> that's so mean maybe i'll never get asked to help people move again that would be nice
3: i just <laughs> love i love the image of tony being like i'm gonna get on the ladder don't worry guys it's fine cue the first rung just snapping off the ladder yet he keeps going and also these rungs are built pretty much like body height apart right like he has to take a <laughs> giant massive step up to the next rung
4: I think he said it was built to sway. And I was like, ooh, like that's a <laughs> I'm concerned here, Tone.
0: No, but that that moment that you're talking about where he, the first one breaks and then he turns to I can't remember who it was and was like, lift me up. Yeah.
3: <laughs> like, Linda, lift me
0: give up. Me a, yeah. Get me up to the next one. Like, I know the first one just broke, but it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> hey,
3: Tony, if someone has to do what the ladder's supposed to do, then the ladder is not performing its function.
0: He got up there, though he got a breadfruit, yeah, top that yule, <laughs> yeah, take that yule, um, but I think even what was even greater somehow was the fact that it provided the opportunity for Tyson and sophie and and Wendell to just provide commentary on the situation, which is also really lovely. Oh,
3: it was so fun, I loved I mean Sophie, you know she we were wondering, does she have that coach for her to react to because she's so like you know dry she's so you know stone-faced when it comes to her comedy and she had someone to interact with with tony when she's giving this confessional about how he's the kid who you know thinks that his imagination is reality but no it's your imagination like you're not peter pan don't jump off the roof kid
4: right oh my goodness i'm pretty sure tony can fly though i'm pretty sure not 100 percent, but pretty sure tony can fly <laughs>
0: Like okay, wait, 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 wait. Fly or glide? Because those are two different things. Falling with style. I'm just falling with
3: style. It's me, Tony Lightyear.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna try to do it to infinity and beyond, but that was like not gonna happen. To infinity (laughs) and...
3: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god, Tony's story it writes itself. oh yes oh man just one extra letter is all you need
0: um i would love to see that i although i think it would have to be a live action i don't know how do you, i mean i know he is a cartoon character but like he's already a cartoon character
4: so there's and, no need and sarah is like a good like woody to him she's like Ooh. the sheriff you know she's like kind of more the straight man of the two of them you
3: are a toy <laughs>
4: oh my god this is so good okay so then who's the
0: villain is it sandra
3: yeah who's who's what sid the kid who plays with oh, the toys and kills them would be
0: the, uh, jeff Probst, the kid that blows no,
3: jeff, up the Je- toys no jeff Probst is andy i think yeah i think sandra uh, might have to be sid
0: yes okay oh my god okay we have to turn now in my head like recap no, we're stopping this podcast who's the right dinosaur? now and we're
3: casting <laughs> tony's story
0: <laughs> the, the adaptation of a Toy Story, but with Tony, um, who's like dry and sarcastic. The Slinky Dog. That oh, could that's be Sophie. Sophie. Oh, Sophie. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Um, and then is Kim like little Bo Peep or whatever? So, Definitely. She's yeah, like the sweetheart. Well, I would say yeah.
3: uh, Adam is Rex. Sort of. No, you know what? <laughs> ben is Rex. Sort of like the guy that like gets his, lets his tail get in his way and like freaks out all the time. We're going to be
4: Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head.
0: Oh, I was going to say Wendell. Wendell and Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. I can't wait. I'm so excited.
3: Uh, Listen, you thought the Toy Story franchise was dead, but Pixar, we've got a new reboot for you.
0: (laughs) It's brilliant. It's a brilliant idea.
3: Yeah, people wait all the time for the new Toy Story movie, but this is like the Super Bowl of Toy Story movies.
0: (laughs) I like that he's kind of Jamaican in that person.
3: Oh, goodness. All right. Well, now that we've stumbled upon our million dollar idea, let's move on to our first game here, uh, which comes from the great John Tinkham sent me this game called Where's the Bequeath? Because (laughs) nothing like 2020 to make a very on brand. Where's the beef pun with your game title?
4: Oh, Oh, I did not get that pun. Okay, got it.
3: (laughs) What did you what did you think the title was saying? Just where's the bequeath?
4: Yes, I did. I I was I was staying tuned for more details.
3: (laughs) All right. So basically, how this is going to work is, I know that Bequeath has been brought into the Survivor lexicon at large in the past week. To middling effect. I think there are some people that are freaking out about it. There are some people that are freaking out about the freakouts about it. So essentially, what we're going to do here is John has doted onto some previous instances in Survivor's past where items. Or concepts or whatever has been bequeathed or given to other people. I'm going to ask going back and forth some multiple choice questions here. We'll do a twist style where since this is dealing with survivor history, where you could answer the question outright for two points, or you can ask for a list of options and only get one point if you get it correct. But we're going to be going through the annals of survivor history to break down all the bequeathings that have happened over the past 20 years
4: okay
0: i am ready i'm also a little confused but i think i'll figure it out
4: i be queefy, yes what <laughs> i don't know
0: yeah it makes sense I have, get some it. Breath
3: fruit. <laughs> have some breadfruit if you be queefy, okay we don't want any pu- puking happening on the podcast we're not the type of show um all right well megan we'll start with you and let's start Great. with this is the season from the person who went home in this episode survivor guatemala who did judge sergeant Bequeath a glass of lake water to in Survivor Guatemala.
4: Oh my gosh. What are we on Twitch? <laughs> I, I know. I'm getting a lot of uh, old memories here. Um, I i definitely need the multiple choice on this.
3: All right. Was it Gary Hogaboom Hawkins, Rafe Judkins, Lydia Morales, or Jamie Newton?
4: Uh, I mean, I'll just go with Lydia because she's fun.
3: I'm sorry, Lydia was not bequeathed the lake water. It was Jamie. Don't call me Ramey Newton. Uh,
0: Of course. I remember that well.
3: Well, if you remember, because that was where Judd won the challenge where he got to, like, give away certain items to people at a dinner. And that's where him and Bobby John and Stephanie got, like, super drunk and full of cigar smoke.
0: Oh, yes. Okay, I do remember that. I didn't remember that it was distinctly lake water, but now that you're saying it, it is popping back into my head. I thought it was pond water. That's why
4: I didn't get
0: it. Yeah,
3: there's a a very notable (laughs) distinction between lake water and pond water.
4: I thought it was stream water, and he bestreamed it. That's closer to bequeathed.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Alright, well, let's move on here. Let's move on to a similar type of challenge that happened in Survivor All-Stars. Liana Who did Rupert Bodim bequeath a cheeseburger to on Survivor All-Stars?
0: Oh, God. Uh, Okay, multiple choice, please.
3: Boston Rob, Big Tom, Alicia, or Jenna Lewis? I can't remember at all. I'm going to go with Big Tom. Sorry, Boston Rob got the cheeseburger.
0: Ah, See, I thought it was just a hamburger. So that makes sense.
3: So, be be so basically, be just to explain what's going on here, you're both trying to like quibble with the small details from the question to make yourselves feel better about getting them wrong.
4: Where's the cheese? That's absurd. You can't put
0: "by" in front of a word. Why not, Mike? Are you but jealous?
3: Ah! alright
0: it's a ham bequeather <laughs> alright yeah we're just gonna Meg and I are just gonna sit in our own little corner making
3: really bad I wouldn't even call them jokes they're, not, they're not even jokes they are just putting <laughs> by in front of words it's the minimal amount of effort that's taken to speak
0: me no like this but jealous <laughs> i already used that one
3: <laughs> i know Yeah, know it was twice I as know. bad as we've experienced bud jealous twice
0: <laughs> whatever it's just because mike's been jealous it's fine. Oh,
3: all right okay. megan <clears> next <throat> i'm painted green for that reason megan who did seri bequeath a lick of chocolate cake to on survivor micronesia
4: oh um, I believe that's Eric Reichenbach.
3: That is correct. Eric got to bequeath it off her fingers.
4: Yes. Mm.
0: <laughs> oh man, that one I knew. Darn.
3: Well, oh well. Leanna, hopefully you know this one to catch up. Okay. Who did Jacob Derwin bequeath the legacy advantage to in Survivor Ghost Island? <laughs>
0: that was like three seasons ago. How do I not remember this? Wait, no, that's not true, guys. I definitely know the answer to this.
3: Yeah, but let see what if your memory Thailand is short-term began? or not.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh my god, I know that there are people listening at home that are like, Liana, this literally just happened. How do you not remember this? Um, I remember him putting rice in socks. <laughs> that was a thing that happened. Um, did did he give it to Michael?
3: Is that your final answer? <laughs> no, Is that your uh, b- final but answer.
0: <laughs> My b- <laughs> b- final but answer. Uh, okay. Uh mm, I have no. I have. I have no idea. I don't remember. Oh, no. I don't remember i don't remember guys it, i just don't it
3: was, was it our, our mutual winner pick morgan ricky oh,
0: okay well i remember that i met ended up with it right
3: yes because she gave it to okay
0: him. she gave it to him oh man i just okay sure i was out on that one too liana just to oh, be okay kind.
3: all right that makes <laughs> me feel a little bit better all right megan going back <laughs> we to about- you who did Matthew von Aertfelda bequeath a barbecue feast to on Survivor the Amazon?
4: Uh I mean I believe this is Robbie C, right?
3: That is indeed Robbie C. Robbie C. Is that, so that's a BBQ. <laughs>
0: yes.
3: Liana, who did Survivor bequeath a GMC Yukon to? On Survivor Exile Island.
0: Oh, uh um. Oh, I know this one because I love this season. That was um uh crap, Terry Diet. No. Yes, Terry Deets.
3: That is correct. I was gonna question yeah, your love okay. for Survivor Exile Island. He did indeed win.
0: Okay, yes. I do remember, yes, because Car Curse. Got it.
3: Yeah, exactly. It was, RS was not an option, so I think they no matter what, it was gonna be someone who was cursed.
0: Megan, who did Sari also get one, but not in the season?
3: Well, she got the fan favorite award, which in the first couple of seasons, I believe, was just the car before it turned into straight up cash.
0: OK, yes. Cash. Got it. Marriage. Sorry. That- <laughs> <laughs> what? No,
3: Adam, Adam talking Adam, about Adam, Boss and Amber's marriage.
0: They're marriage. But you have to oh, do the that. hands coming together like doing- they're kissing each other yes yes like two <laughs> hand puppets that are kissing each other that pops into my head randomly from time to time now and it just did
3: so do you, you think adam know. is such a survivor super duper fan that he would like act out survivor sock puppet plays and that was his rendition of what he did with robin amber reenacting survivor all-stars
0: well i'm hoping that his next version is tony story <laughs> I would <laughs> it's now with puppets
4: What what do we think happened with him putting the torch in in the hole? Do we think that he because the one that they ended up putting it in was in the middle? How did this happen? No, the one they put it in was was
3: all the way at the end. I think that he just overshot and thought there was a hole all the way at the end because he was the first one in, and you pretty much like enter in order and put torches in in order, and so the only hole that was left was like the last possible spot that Ben helped put it in. The thing on top of that is that, remember, Dalton Ross's article, he said that allegedly in the first Tribal Council, Adam had problems lighting the torch. So just this poor kid in torches, this is not a good story for him on Survivor 40.
0: Oh, no. (laughs) I really wish they had included that in the first episode, so that could be some sort of storyline of like Adam struggling at Tribal with his torch. I felt so bad for him um there was also there's a really funny comment that i saw on reddit i think somewhere but it was about um well i'll see if i can find it never mind we'll move on and then i'll I'll tell it later when it will make no sense and what a batise i (laughs) know such a batise all right
3: so we spoke about the fan favorite award megan who did survivor fans bequeath the sprint fan favorite award rest in peace or survivor nicaragua
4: survivor nicaragua oof was it was
3: it jane oof. it's but jane <laughs> you're correct oh yeah i don't love <laughs> oof, but jane
0: oof indeed
3: <laughs> all right liana what food combination were brandon Quentin and frank garrison bequeathed when they had a private viewing of out of africa on survivor africa
0: um, okay, first of all, uh I just wanna say that the uh the quote that I was thinking of was it was it looked like a whole the virgin Adam versus the Chad Ben. Oh. For some reason just the Chad Ben really made me laugh. Which is really I, I thought in the first episode
3: way. they said like the virgin Ben versus the Chad Boston Rob. So yeah. I guess the moral of the story is right. every Chad is another Chad's virgin
0: it's all yeah it's all about the the comparison um okay sorry what was my question the food that was from survivor africa from the movie right yes
3: you want choices or do you want to guess outright
0: is it two
3: it's two yes it's a pair
0: a pair of food now okay like- i like, oh, like, yeah, can you define a pair for me?
3: Well, it's not the one that grows on trees. I'm talking about two <laughs> distinct foods that might go well together, maybe not, depending on your taste.
0: I remember Mountain Dew was there, but I don't remember the other one, so I'm going to need the choices.
3: Okay, was it shrimp and bananas, oh. hot dogs and popcorn, oh. kebabs oh. and rice, or peanut butter and chocolate?
0: Do the do, Liana. Do the do. (laughs) I'm getting Mountain Amp game fuel time, guys. it was not Mountain
3: Dew and Doritos.
0: (laughs) Shit, it wasn't Mountain Dew. (laughs) I mean, I know the Mountain Dew and Pringles was a separate thing, but uh, uh, pop. Uh, oh, uh, I think it was pop. Was popcorn and candy an option? No, popcorn and hot dogs. (laughs) That is correct. (laughs) Popcorn and hot dogs. Although I think candy was
3: available too. So,
0: okay. I'm pretty sure there was Mountain Dew there.
3: I'm sure. I can't remember when Mountain Dew stopped sponsoring Survivor. Like, uh-huh. I know season four, they moved over to the Snickers of it all. But I feel like in that season two to three sweet spot, the Amber and Ethan spot, they probably were very uh, unnerved. That there was no Mountain Dew sponsorship of this season because mm. they're not used to that. Very possible. Yeah, imagine Ethan walking like, Jeff, where's the Mountain Dew fridge here? <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, I thought that we were supposed to get a whole fridge of Mountain Dew.
3: <laughs> I was told I am supposed to do the dew on Edge of Extinction.
0: <laughs> How doth you do the dew? <laughs> I bequeath you the dew. Ugh. That sounds Gross.
4: weird. Did you have BR weird? just opened his bag and there was just a Mountain Dew in it? He'd be like, <laughs> hmm, interesting. I know it's from Amba.
3: Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, only Amba would give me the dew. <laughs>
0: I bequeath you a fire token and a warm mountain dew. Mmm.
3: <laughs> tastes bitter knowing that my wife gave it to me and that it's, it was sitting in my bag for two days. <laughs> Megan, what's the first reward that was ever bequeathed in a reward challenge on Survivor Borneo? The first reward ever? That was ever bequeathed. Wow. Oh. The first bequeathing. Um... <laughs> the first bequeath.
0: I'm thinking of the Last Supper, but at the last bequeathing.
4: I mean, does like does fire count? Did they get fire?
3: You can ask for choices.
4: I'll I'll ask. Was it Mountain Dew? I'll get the yes. choices.
3: <laughs> now, unfortunately, Dew did not come into the picture just yet. Was it a tarp, fishing gear, waterproof matches, or rice? I'll go with waterproof matches. That is correct. Not Mountain Dew, real missed opportunity. Some real butt-worthy waterproof matches.
4: Sonia mm-hmm. loved Mountain Dew on that season.
3: <laughs> yeah, she was drinking it a lot during Ponderosa. She had a lot of time. She drank herself. it out of her
4: ukulele. <laughs>
3: Ooh, imagine doing like a body shot, but out of the body of your ukulele with Mountain Dew. You must be the coolest kid.
0: Yeah, imagine that, Mike. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it happens. Liana, who did David Wright bequeath an Immunity Idol to on Survivor Millennials versus Gen X?
0: Okay, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to make sure we're clear on this. Did he play are, by bequeath? <laughs> do we mean played the idol on or made a fake idol through which to then technically was bequeathed upon another person
3: well first there were a lot of prepositions there uh secondly (laughs) the one that he played the idol on he bequeathed the actual real immunity idol too
0: okay the actual immunity idol he played on on, uh jessica lewis
3: that is correct
0: yes okay i was like i know this okay
3: all right megan who bequeathed an immunity idol on fan favorite game changer sierra don thomas Causing Malcolm yeah. to be voted out in the infamous Survivor Game Changers Tribal Council. Uh, oh
4: no! I was—I'm <laughs> just reliving the memories.
3: <laughs> uh, good times, right?
4: Good, good times. I was there at that know-it-all's. Who, who is responsible for these shenanigans? I—I'll take the multiple choice.
3: Was it Brad Culpepper, Troyzan, Ty, or Debbie?
4: Oh, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, that didn't help me. I'm, I'm going to go with tie. That's correct. Hey, there hey. we go.
3: <laughs> All right. So here's where we are for our last question here. Megan's at eight points. Liana's at six. So, Liana, Woo! you're going to have to get this question right unprompted for us to go into a tie here. And it's perfect for you. Which food ah. item did, it, did Applebee's not bequeathed to contestants on Survivor Island of the Idols. And you know what? I'll give you the list of choices just just for fun here.
4: Yeah, How does she do a not one? (laughs) Couldn't it be anything? I gotta go and get the
0: menu. Uh,
3: Bananas a Mountain Dew. Uh, Alright, so one of these items was not bequeathed to the Island of the Idols castaways. A. Loaded sizzling fajitas smothered in hot queso. B. BBQ bacon cheddar sliders. C. Spinach artichoke dip. D. Quesadillas. I'm going to go with D. Quesadillas. I'm sorry. It was BBQ bacon cheddar sliders. Oh,
0: I was hoping oh, no. that the, descri- okay, I remembered the first one. I was hoping that the more descriptive ones they would want to include, like the barbecue sliders. Quesadillas are just like, yeah, it's a quesadilla. It would be a quesadilla dripping in cheese. See if it had been that,
3: then I might have... <laughs> no, yeah, this was not <laughs> done was in the Jeff Probe's vernacular, unfortunately. He did not write this quiz.
0: Darn. Alright, well, you were a worthy opponent. I, I, I was gonna say I bequeathed to you the title, but that's the actual use of bequeathed.
3: <laughs> yeah, we don't want to <laughs> use the word correctly a word. in this podcast.
0: Yes. Well, I've the co- hand off you the
3: title. Yeah, but congratulations, Megan! You have won the game. Where's the bequeath?
4: But thank you very much.
3: <laughs> Before we go to a break here for the B and B, I just want to mention: you know, we have been doing a lot of traveling around a bunch of different subjects. And if you go to website dot com slash travel for this week only, up until March first, you can get up to forty percent off select hotels. Thanks to our friends at expedia.com. dot com. With that, let's take a quick break from the fun and games to hear a word from our sponsors.
4: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your
2: happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price, line.
1: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?
3: What's on the docket for what's up next?
0: Okay, so I have a question. I know that Denise and Adam have the two halves to one idol, and Kim and Sophie have the other two halves to an idol. We know that if they play them with their respective pairs, the idol counts. But my question to the two of you, if Denise and Sophie, for example, get together, can they play their two halves of an idol to count as one idol? What do you guys think?
3: It's, Ooh. it's a good question because I believe, I saw this on Reddit, but I believe if you go back and you actually listen to the two of them talk through the idle instructions, I believe they say that could be matched with an identical half, not the identical half
0: right so well because i didn't get to see what were the two pieces what did they look like like they're they're, they're different right they're not identical
4: there's string on them that's the like kind of like a leathery strap that i think correlates to the team color right so but, maybe that but if you pull the string off <laughs> then yeah they they, all, the they both
3: kind of look the same they both look like this interesting like fleur-de-lis kind of shape that's mm-hmm. divided in half so i mean maybe these idols are tinted very slightly for the red and the blue so therefore they can't be mashed up it's also an interesting question of like you know Adam and Kim can come together but if they have two left halves could they not make Mm -hmm. an idol
0: exactly that's what I think I would actually be okay with that that it has to be sort of the correct combination of people so you have to have the right and left half in order to make it work I, I would actually be really okay with that I think that would be a lot of fun I very rarely doubt that it would ever come into play but it could be pretty interesting.
3: So I guess of these pairs, Megan, between, I don't know, which which of these pairs do you think is the most entertaining for idol use? It's either Adam and Denise, Kim and Sophie, Adam and Sophie, Kim and Denise. We have uh, Adam and Kim. We have Sophie and Denise. Is there like a particular pair that you would want to see play out in this fan fiction where everyone combines their idols together?
4: In this fan fiction, I think Adam and Sophie is a great combination because I think they're both uh, very intelligent players, very strategic, but also very strong willed. And I think they both would have very distinct opinions on what they want to do with it. Um, I mean, Sophie called herself the devil in this episode. Um, So it was like there's very strong opinions coming out of both of them. So I think that would be a very fun pair.
0: Yeah, that was actually pretty crazy to go back to the whole Sophie Kim idol find. Actually, the fact that Sophie was so, you know, oh, don't trust me. I haven't worked with you yet. I don't know why she would trust me. I'm the devil. I was like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> it just seemed very strong. Um, and I, I, I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't think it was necessarily a bad move. I think I trust Kim to trust her own instincts. So maybe Sophie just doesn't realize it yet. And they're going to be best friends. Okay, so let's move on to our next activity, I guess. Oh, I have to share with you guys the link. Okay, so those of you playing, playing, participating at home, I guess, um, you can go to. It's a bitly link. And it is. It's bitly. In- it's a babit <laughs> ly link, and I will send it to you two in our uh, Skype chat. But it is B and B, B, the letter B, the letter N, the letter B, dance off, all oh, lowercase, all word. Lower. <laughs> I have put together some survivor dancing matchups. So I have gone back through, um, and Puya helped me pull the clips for this because there's a lot of gifts, but. We are going to have essentially a 1v1 dance off. I was going to do a bracket. That just got too complicated. Essentially, it'll be like, you know, like a UFC fight where you have like the undercards and the main events and the headliner or whatever. Oh, my gosh. Uh, So we're going to go through and we're going to talk pair by pair. So they are in order in the document. And then we are going to decide we are the judges. We are going to be assigning the points.
3: Who wins? The matchup. Oh, so we're like the judges of Survivor's Best Dance Crew. We're assembling exactly. our own dance crew right now,
4: and it, you're exactly. like the Mario Lopez of it all. <laughs> it's all I've ever wanted to be.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, what, who hosted? Who who else was part of that show? I can't even remember. I feel like there were some random people part of America's Next Best Dance Crew.
0: Um, I don't remember. Uh, but let's see. I. Okay, I will be Mario Lopez then, and the other judges were oh, Little
3: Mama. Or or I'll be J.C. Chazay.
0: Okay, who you want to be, Lil Mama or Shane Sparks? I'll, I'll be Lil Mama. All right, your lip gloss be poppin'. All right, all right, all right. My lip gloss is cool, yes.
3: Well, <laughs> oh, well we could have done the most recent season, which the judges were T-Pain, a favorite of Leona, oh! Tayana Taylor, and everyone's favorite, Frankie Grande.
4: Oh, oh, I'll oh. be Tayana. <laughs> no, damn it.
0: Yeah, T Pain. Oh my God, how do exciting! You wanna be,
4: do you want to be Dietrichs? You can be Dietrichs, Mike. What is that D-tricks. some sort of cereal? He's a American dancer, YouTube personality, and television dance competition judge. <laughs> Dietrichs are for kids.
3: <laughs> is that like Buckwheat uh, d Dietrichs.
4: We can call you Dietrichs. <laughs>
0: oh my god i don't know if you guys have seen the meme but it's for like uh frosted flakes and then the knockoff of frosted flakes and for frosted flakes it's like they're great and then for the knockoff of frosted flakes it's like day i (laughs) 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 this reminds me of some for some reason um okay so good now that we've assigned our respective roles we have mike bloom as frankie grande (laughs) slash uh, of course yes, um and Meg Z is lol mama uh slash who who did you want to be oh tayana Taylor Tiana yes, Taylor of course, of course, uh all right, let's get into our first matchup here so our first pair of fighters dancers sure, dance I, fighters I never watched the show okay dance <laughs> battlers yeah, what do you call people that are going into a dance battle like if they're having a dance off just dancers I, I think right dancers yeah, okay, all right. We have Tyson and Debbie. So oh, Tyson Lord. is pulling the classic twerking move from Token Chains. And twerk Debbie and jeans. is twerk. Yes, <laughs> Twerk and Chains. And this is Debbie during the merge feast. So we have gifts of these. So I'm going to ask your guys' help to describe the <laughs> dance moves as best you can. Uh, and then we can really unpack what's going on here. So, Mike, um, what is Debbie doing?
3: What is that? That's a great question to just ask in general. So Debbie, and I remember this is from the merge where like wasn't it like two people had to sacrifice themselves to sit far away and not partake in the merge feast? And Debbie is getting lit. She is grabbing Sari by the waist, running her hands up and down, and doing a little bit of like a shimmy. And Sari is two to her Suri fashion, giggling all the while.
0: <laughs> Poor Sari. Um yeah, she Debbie's like jumping sort of.
3: I don't know. It seems like know. she's like it seems like something you would do like in the club.
0: Yeah. OK. Like, yeah. When it's dark out, not in the middle of the day in the Fijian jungle, but I go to enough clubs to know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Tyson maybe is more apt to the club dancing. Meg, I, what do you think about Tyson?
4: Yeah, so Tyson is definitely kind of giving his best twerk. He's also very lean, so you can see all of his like muscles and everything going in and out. Um, and he's got very <laughs> focused eyes, so his his head is tilted to the left. He's got some sort of something in his mouth. I think he has um, a stick in
3: his mouth. Like, when, before his Wendell mouth? and Ben, Tyson was the yes. original one to pull it off.
4: So he's making very clear eye contact with his audience. That's a good That's a good move, yeah. Gotta
3: make yeah is it a good move for dancers to make eye contact with their audience? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Debbie's just kind of staring at Therese's boobs, so it's hard to tell. Yeah, I guess that's better than the alternative. Also, did yeah. Tyson invent twerking? Because I don't think twerking existed back in 2010.
4: Is he twerk? He's kind of twerking. He's like seizing twerking. He's going at different levels, too. Like he starts, he starts in the middle and then he goes lower. He really shows like the cycling muscles are being put to use. This is kind of mesmerizing. The like hip thrusting at the higher level bit.
0: Very confusing. Okay. That was the point. yeah that's possible that was part of his strategy uh okay uh just again as a reminder for those of you that would for some reason want to look at what we're looking at this is again the bit.ly uh slash b and b the letter b the letter n the letter b dance off um so let's get right down to brass pack who do we think here is the winner i think i i'm gonna start things off i gotta go with tyson i think
3: yeah, I. Listen, the Frankie Grande and me wants to go for Debbie because she's totally excited, but Dietrich's JC Chazé part of me overwrites that. I think Tyson has the moves, he has the articulation going on, and he has that all important eye contact when you're dancing. <laughs> apparently, so it's gotta go to Tyson for me.
4: I am in violent agreement with you guys that uh, this is this is the right move. Correct. <laughs>
0: All right. So the winner of our first matchup is Tyson Twerking.
3: Oh, does that mean that uh, Debbie got served, but S U R V E D?
0: (laughs) Yeah. And uh, she's going to be in the next version of Honey. It's just, it's it's really, we're going for it. (laughs) Honey mustard. All right. Let's move on to our next matchup. We have Big Tom complete with feather in his butt against earl doing the traditional so you think you can meke dance from survivor fiji oh. uh mike <laughs> does someone do an initial standout here
3: oh, i mean these are both so glorious in their various ways because earl is so into it that i almost want to give it to him at first just for that he has so much effort whereas Tom sort of has the goofy aspect, he's doing the drunk uncle thing of, like, lampshade on his head, but feathers sticking out of his butt crack.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, doing the traditional chicken dance here.
3: I mean, I, he's as close to the chicken as any of the Bluth family. In fact, he's, he's I guess he's even closer because <laughs> he's actually closer. flapping wings.
4: <laughs> Good
0: job! <laughs> uh, Megzi, what do you think?
4: I'm more tempted to go for the Meke because... This is truly, I mean, one of the wackiest things Survivor has done is said dance battle, you know, Um, and he is taking this so seriously. You can tell that this is memorized choreography um, while Big Tom is really letting his inner spirit just come out and kind of just let, you know, the moves come naturally. I can appreciate that there's actual choreo happening. So I'm going to go with Earl.
3: I will also (laughs) say, though, is Earl making eye contact? I don't know how important that is in dance.
4: Well, he's it's- spinning around in a circle, so he—that's
3: <laughs> called spotting. <laughs> it is spotting. Yes,
0: yeah. Big Tom, and maybe it's just because he's in Africa right now, like sort of in this savanna. But it does remind me of like, okay, Big Tom is the stoned chick at Coachella, whereas uh Earl here is the like dancer on stage. You know, like, yeah. Tom, Big Tom definitely would be a Burning Man,
3: flapping with a feather sticking out of his ass on like yes. day two or three
0: exactly um you know this is tough because i think you're going a sort of natural charisma versus the you know the precision and the choreo that you're seeing here um of the traditional meke dance um i think my favorite thing is i like it when earl does the thing with the sticks and he's kind of he's got like two sticks above his head and he's like kind of
3: jabbing them See, and my favorite, yeah, my them favorite and, thing is it goes jab 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 Pow and walk in a circle frustratingly, and then wipe the windows. That's how I would describe his dance moves.
4: I describe it as I'm looking for something in the supermarket, and then I can like can't find it, so I'm spinning around in circles because I know it's in this aisle, but I don't know where it is.
0: And then you wipe the windows. Wipe, 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 wipe. wipe. Stab, 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 stab. Stomp, stomp in a circle. Wipe, 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 wipe. Yeah. Now they both have costumes technically i guess um but earl's is i mean obviously i love the face paint here i i think i'm gonna i'm gonna side with the so you think you can Mm met guy yeah i think it's stronger overall
3: earl's dance has heart but feather in his butt has a feather in his butt so (laughs) can't argue with that i'm I'm gonna go with earl as well unfortunately big tom has a lot of comedy there but god the drama that earl's brings is just incredible he brought it home for their hit their tribe in that challenge
0: agree i think truly a superstar here i think big tom might be back once he you know you know tightens up some of the uh the technical aspects yeah if he comes out in a full bird
3: costume then maybe if he becomes like part of the mass singer and becomes the bird (laughs)
0: i'm sure that would be a thing that would happen or just Uh, the feather
2: (laughs) (laughs) just a giant feather
0: (laughs) With just eyeballs stuck on it. That would be so funny. Uh, All right. But it has to be in an outfit of some sort because that's what we do here on the Mass Singer. Um, All right. Move on to now the group round. Yes. (laughs) Of our dancing. We have the LaFleur tribe. I love it. Versus Kama. Now, these are both, I guess, theoretically. choreographed team dance routines is maybe the best way we could think to describe them um i think they all have their pros and cons uh so lafleur this is when they are walking up to one of the challenges they're actually on the mat which i think is really great it's sort of a you know a sign to the old people tribe of like haha we are here yeah I'm i'm pretty
3: sure the sound was like ooh. Ah, and they stop. Yes, the floor. (laughs) Yes. Then Jeff just goes, "Okay," and then moves on. (laughs) Just completely no sells them.
0: Does the no selling influence your feeling on this dance routine? It
3: kind of does. You know, like, I feel like we're missing a key part here because I love I love Jeff just sort of being like the hardened teacher being like these damn millennials, even though they're not millennials at this point, you know, trying to dance up this challenge when they're supposed to be preparing for war. Whereas comma you have a spirited older gentleman in Ron Clark having everybody <laughs> spank the air in unison.
0: <laughs> yeah, so the Ron Clark one is he's I guess you could say he's learned from Tyson, right? So he's kind of doing the twerking, no, it looks move, like but I think he's spanking Tyson. Yes, he, he's definitely added in the spanking. Um. Here, and you can see everybody else sort of trying to do it, except for Joe, which uh, he's doing some sort of like triangle. <laughs> Joe's doing triangle like in so, like, like, the, the back. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't really know what Aurora is doing. She's also kind of just convulsing yeah, Aurora's and like, shaking
3: her hands around. <laughs> Aubrey's standing there looking bewildered. Gavin's just sort of laughing to himself. So I would say that you know they got about five eighths of the tribe to do this
0: yeah interestingly lafleur seems
4: somehow more coordinated
0: (laughs) which i can't believe i'm about to say besides
4: chase rice who's kind of like i know better things are to come
3: yeah well exactly i would say like yeah the the lafleur guys it's only benry and fabio unfortunately shannon true to shannon elkins nature will have none of this bs and chase rice is just sort of thinking of how he can turn this into a country song later on
4: But we also get a flawless Jimmy T reaction for the LaFleur tribe, who is uh, like these fools. What have they done?
0: (laughs) My goodness. Yeah, I think the Fabio, when they're walking in and they're doing the ooh, ooh, like thing, (laughs) like that's probably my personal favorite. That's how he won
3: the game, by the way, is doing stuff like that.
0: now see he should have been back for winners at war or winners that dance
3: <laughs> we still have enough winners to make winners that dance coming this fall to cbs
0: <laughs> yes i can't wait um brant steal that mike okay uh i don't know what do you guys think mike who who would you pick as our I mean, winner there's here so
3: many parties involved and so much mm-hmm. like you could really see the psychology going on behind each person that I'm going to kind of have to give it to LaFleur here. I know it maybe it's mm. a bit of a, an upset in that Kama had the more recent group dance efforts, but there's so much going on with LaFleur that I really want to honor those efforts.
4: Yeah, I think that's a good point. Megan, what do you think? I'm absolutely with LaFleur. I, I think part of it also is because there's like a, um, there's a musical aspect too. Like, they've got mm. their own song they came up with, which was the, ooh, Ah, Lafleur!
3: Oh, you don't like comma, 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 comma. <laughs> but I love comma.
0: These are my friends. Gallo. Uh, yeah, I think they're all good arguments. You know, I know. So Lafleur is going to take this one with at least two of the three judges. LaFleur, I take the floor. The floor on the floor. I I gotta go. With, you know, comma here just mainly because Ron Clark. My God, this man. Like, how can you look at the leader of comma in this dance off and just think, man? Like what? Just so charismatic when it comes to the dance floor, and I think the the added bonus of Aurora just spazzing and Joe doing God knows what in the back, I think really makes it for me. But this was a close one for sure.
3: Yeah, this is actually probably pretty apropos to like how Ron teaches kids these dances to memorize things, like you'll have some people that are on it and then you have your Joe's and Aurora's are sort of doing their own thing in the corner and not necessarily understanding the meaning behind it,
0: (laughs) but he's enthusiastic nonetheless. All right, let's get to our last, our our main event here. Now this is the one, this is the move that actually inspired the whole thing. So we have the happy dance from one winner, Mike Holloway versus Ben from this most previous episode, doing his dance by the fire I guess you can call it a dance, just rocking out.
3: Yeah, this and then is I it. believe he was also accompanied with, like, the boom, 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 Yeah. Boom. He was doing yeah, his yeah, own he little he brought baseline. his own beat. He,
0: yes, he brought his own beat, which I, you know, based on the criteria, I think that's definitely a bonus uh, for him.
3: I just love that this was used as, as a display of how Ben's such a wild card. He's making up his own dances at camp. <laughs>
4: <What> <laughs> yeah, a Ben knows how man. to bend his knees, basically, is what they're saying. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, okay, Megan, maybe you can
4: explain this dance that Ben is doing here. Okay, so let me let me break it down here in case you don't remember. So uh, we've got one hand on the hip, although sometimes both hands go up and we're very much just kind of slowly bending the knees up and down. We slowly (laughs) bend them up and down and we go bump, 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 (laughs) bump, slowly up and down. And then every once in a while, a little hip to the right, a little hip to the left, a little hip to the right, a little hip to the left. But always making sure our feet stay in the same spot, we stay on our palm fronds, and we always make sure Boston Rob is watching and chewing on some, uh, you know, crispy rice.
3: I think you could sync up achy breaky heart with this and not bat an eyelash.
4: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think
3: it fits
0: because of the, you know, my achy breaky heart. Yeah, and then he's got the clap in there. Yeah, he's doing a little line dancing. Think you'd understand? I (laughs) could (laughs) clap. Um. Yeah. No. That's good. I love. I love the detail that he's not moving his feet. Like he never picks up his feet. It's just. It's all in the knees and the hips here. Do you, do you think his boots <laughs> are too heavy? Oh, we can't lift them. It's, just, it's exhausting <laughs> well, being on three my feet.
3: Might as well dance. Boom! Boom!
4: Boom! Boom! Once you get a good spot on the dance floor, you don't want to move. All right. Mm.
0: Especially, yeah, that like perfect acoustic, you know, focal point or whatever. Right. In the club, it's where you got to be. In the I, just, I, mean, I
3: just love that Boston Rob's like, we can't trust this guy. He can, break, he can dance at any moment. What else could he do?
4: What a crazy man. Yeah. When really Boston Rob was the one this episode that got like, you know, bye baby itis and like couldn't function after bye Amber was voted itist.
0: out. <laughs> That's great. I love that name hashtag by baby itis he's a
3: survivor widower <laughs> oh.
0: Um and then of course you know up against Ben not to not to take away from Mike Holloway here the classic happy dance after he finds the idol with the hip the, the, the hula hooping Yeah, I, a, I it's an
3: invisible hula hoop basically he breaks yeah. into like oh let me get the hula hoop going I got the idol now I have something around my neck now let's put something around my waist and let it swing also yeah. with
4: the feet firmly planted though Yes, that was, of course, the criteria for this
0: matchup. Was what two dancing people always keep their feet in the same
3: place? Now I will note that Mike Holloway does look into the camera. Do we give points for eye contact here? Ooh, or Ben is, it, is or, or looking is it breaking down. Breaking the fourth wall.
0: <laughs> I don't know, but he's so excited when he looks at the camera <laughs> in this blurry version of the GIF I have. Um, I you know. I originally was thinking, oh, Mike Holloway, it's so classic, you know, the happy dance. But Meg's description of Ben's dancing, I think if I could give the award to that, that that would win the matchup between the three. Like Mike Holloway dancing, Ben's actual dance, and then your description of Ben's dance. That last one takes the cake.
3: Ben looks like it's B-roll like Real Housewives of Texas when they're at a line dancing bar and they cut to random shots of people and Ben's just sort of like beguiling just sort of like keeping to himself dancing along with the beat and we just happen to catch a snatch of that moment
0: (laughs) so I know beguiling is a real word but my first thought was beguile (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh man alright well I'm yeah I'm gonna give this one to Ben in this matchup here
3: ooh See, I might have to give it to Mike Holloway if only because he titles his dance, you know, like I, it always, it always irks me when artists do not name the pieces that they put out there, expect others to create names for them. It feels lazy. I feel like Mike knew this was a piece of beauty and decided to name it the happy dance in that moment to the point where it was given a hashtag in the lower third. Indeed. All
4: right. Time to break the tie. So I. I'm going to I'm going to make my choice based on which one of these moves I think I can do. <laughs> uh-huh. And if I stand up, I'm not sure I can do the happy dance <laughs> without somebody trying to come over and help me because they think I'm going to fall down. I kind of want to try it.
0: I wonder if I can do. All right. I'm going to try it in the background
4: all right i i'm i'm all right i'm trying to do it i think someone's gonna try to pick me up ben's dance though i feel pretty pretty good about this i'm going yeah, with Yeah, you're, you're dance. rock
3: solid nobody's gonna knock you down when you're your statue yeah. of liberty when you dance like ben
4: yeah i got my iron boots on it's all
0: good yeah i i definitely can do that i can't do the Mike holloway one is actually kind of challenging right, let me and let me try I'm this very <laughs> uncoordinated
4: but maybe because it's more difficult and he makes it look kinda easy, then that's more
3: No, I look like I'm about to like fall over. Like I have that's shingles. What I said.
4: Yeah. Where
3: do your knees go?
4: <laughs> <laughs> you have your to you have to take those off. Take your knees off. <laughs> of
3: yeah, course. See, I, don't, I don't want people to mistake dancing for a medical condition. So yeah, maybe Ben was the right choice here.
0: Uh, all right well that was a close one i think i think definitely i'm gonna practice one day i'll be able to do the happy dance
3: yeah i think when we when we have uh the new york know-it-alls coming up in a month or so we can all do the happy dance or we can do the bend dance of just standing still because there won't be a lot of room in the bar at the after party and just stand still and snap <laughs> and hum a bass line
0: bump 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 or eight april we'll just play achy breaky heart on the jukebox and then...
3: <laughs> i really want somebody now to take okay. this gif and mash it up with achy breaky heart
0: yeah but you could do it that would be that would be really good or
3: bequeathy queathy heart
0: bequeathy queathy heart okay (laughs) so that that wraps up our survivor big moves tournament whoa (laughs) you have to make big
3: moves to win the dance contest yeah
0: exactly you gotta make big moves Survivor big moves not the moves you're thinking of uh for those of you that go check the link there's a few extra surprise gifts at the end from australian survivor and u.s survivor bonus
3: so oh look
0: at that ah, oh my god ron more, clark more. <laughs> shut, mike shut up
3: i'm oh, sorry uh, that's
0: I mean, my
4: favorite one
3: or though. or oh,
4: was it, it? Or, yeah
3: i just like saying ron uh, clark sometimes that's sort of my own little tick
4: that's my own thing instead of oh crab cakes i say ron clark <laughs> oh crab cakes crap oh, i cl- forgot
3: oh clark
0: cakes oh clark cakes oh that'd be a really cute pet name do you think his husband calls him that that'd be so adorable
3: these are my friends okay clark cakes
0: okay clark cakes
3: <laughs> that's like oh bless your heart yeah, Oh, darling clark cakes. Oh, oh that's
0: nice that's sweet oh bless them no what is it my mom says my mom whenever she she's like oh they're trying
3: <laughs> oh okay so there's no. no subtext whatsoever in that comment
0: <laughs> yeah, but she says it in a way that's like, oh yeah, oh they're trying, like oh okay, <laughs> oh man. All so, right, well yay, hooray! Well, that was yay. a lot of fun.
3: I'm glad to to dip into Survivor moves past in a different manner. I want to speak about something that we saw a bit in the background of Sele Besides Ben dancing, can we talk about the bar game that Boston Rob was using during that entire pre-tribal strategizing during this episode?
0: The one with the, the ring, ring.
3: Yeah, on the so string. People might be a bit confused, but for those of you that might not know, if you don't go to as many bars or clubs as yours truly, obviously. <laughs> uh so there's a game where at, at bars where like there's a, a hook on the wall and there's a ring attached to a swing, and you're supposed to swing the ring and try to land it on the hook. And I know preseason, uh, Wendell said, you know, he had made that on Ghost Island, but I guess they had made it for this tribe as well.
0: Mm. So, okay, so I had played this game before. There was this cigar bar in New Orleans that we would go to that had it. That was my favorite thing. I just wanted to play with the ring game. So um, I did spend a lot of time. I'm really terrible at it, but I was actually surprised that there were a lot of people were like, what? Like, what is this? Um, But then I realized that that was the only place I had ever seen it. So uh, it was just because of my one experience. But I think my favorite thing was the fact that Boston Rob just sort of plopped himself down playing the ring game and then just really didn't go anywhere else.
4: I also like the idea of like they're just gonna toss out names of who to vote out, and whoever the um, last name they pull out there, and then you get the thing on the ring. That's who goes. Yeah, because uh, oh.
3: in the episode, they were talking about it, and after Danny sort of has her meltdown, I think it's Adam and Ethan go back to talking to Boston Rob, and he says, you know, oh, uh, you know, I guess we're gonna go for Danny here, and then the ring lands on it, and then Boston Rob like high fives Adam. To your point, mm-hmm. Megan, maybe being like it's a sign from the Survivor God that. Danny should go home tonight.
4: Ooh. It's the new. It's the new like animal metaphor. Is the like carnival game metaphors? <laughs>
0: what what carnival game would tell your fate? Um, what other games could we include? What are other games like that? Like
4: cornhole, I think is one.
3: Mm-hmm. You could do uh, the, the strength test, the sledgehammer, and the and the the, the ding bell.
4: <laughs> There's like the like rings car- on like the cans. Uh, that's one.
0: Shoot mm. the water
3: into the clown's mouth. <laughs>
4: it's, it's, when's the last time you guys went to a carnival?
0: Like, I actually, to,
4: I went to a fa- to like the local fair this summer. Yeah, I yeah. went. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. okay.
0: I went to an, the alligator festival when I lived in New Orleans once, and I think that was the last place that like had those types of games. I just really wanted to pet an alligator, but.
3: Were they, I
0: didn't find were they any for alligators or were they about alligators? It was. Oh, like it was a bunch of alligators as the patrons of <laughs> the festival. No, it was like, there was alligator food and it was just like a festival just called the alligator festival. I think they were supposed to have like little baby alligators that you could pet. Um, not that, I don't know why anyone would want to pet. I mean, I did want to pet an alligator, but anyway, that, Okay. I didn't. I. OK, never mind. I'm done.
3: Oh, do you think maybe they could have done a petting zoo and imagine like Boston, Rob and Adam talking about getting rid of Danny while they were petting the goats?
0: <gasps> oh, my gosh. One time for undergrad, we had a petting zoo that it was during finals week and they came to the campus and it was <sighs> nothing but goats. It was
3: just goats. A goat only <laughs> petting zoo.
4: Yeah, it was a goat only petting zoo. Was it advertised <laughs> as that or was it advertised no. as a wide variety of animals? Ah,
0: I'd have to look back, but it was, I mean, it was called a petting zoo, which, so technically, yeah, they're animals that you pet, right? It doesn't necessarily mean that they're all one type of animal, like, that's not inherently wrong. Right, but I think variety sort of
3: comes with the name, you know, otherwise it would just be advertised, pet some goats. (laughs)
0: Yeah, which is fine. I had a lot of fun with the goats, but yeah, it was very bizarre. Anyway. Aren't there ma- goats on the island? Because Sandra tried to eat some, right? Yeah. And then she couldn't. Yeah.
3: Could you imagine? I imagine now Rob or like could approach, she? <laughs> approaching the I don't know the facility that runs it, being like, "If you had told me you were truthful up front that this was not a petting zoo, I'd be I'd be fine. But since you lied to me, I'm gonna have to get rid of you now."
0: You're like, "Well, I I said that everybody was a goat. We're all goats."
3: I don't like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that was uh, oh Danny.
3: Oh. Danny Danny boy, the pipes yeah, are calling at an an Edge of <laughs> Extinction. Well, let's finish things off here with the way we end each and every episode here, the question of the week. Last week's question of the week, in honor of the Poker Alliance, what's something you would not like to see or know about, or what people would not want to know about you before going on to Survivor, a.k.a. something that they have seen you or listened to you doing before going on to Survivor? Logan says, I wouldn't want my tribe to know about my kryptonite being that I can't lie on my grandfather's angel wings. Anything oh. else is fair game, but if I'm asked to say the truth on Gigi's angel wings, I might as well give my debit card to them. Interesting.
0: Interesting. See, that's on the... Unbe- well, well, don't say it. So yeah, it's well, not and an open invitation for people to,
3: to give their secrets to us. I apologize, Logan, if we accidentally <laughs> outed a secret of yours.
0: Yeah, when we're on the season of Survivor together, I'm gonna remember.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's an interesting point, though. I guess if you've been seen as like not being able to promise or not promise on particular things, people could definitely use that as ammo. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Then you just make fake. Like, what was it that Tony made fake clones? That was oh, the, the thing. Yeah, with the the, rock. the rocks
3: that were going to be rock, his children yeah. that he would give yeah. his collateral.
0: Right. So you like make fake ones? I don't know.
3: Yeah. But again, the the toy making his own toys. It's a conundrum.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
3: Muhammad says, I wouldn't want the players to have seen me in a medical documentary where they talk about me suffering from a condition that I can't lie without vomiting. Apparently this is a knives out reference. I've not been able to see the movie, but yes, that would also serve in line with Logan's thing. Be very bad. If you have a tell.
0: Or Pinocchio. You probably wouldn't want to be Pinocchio. (laughs) That would be a bummer.
3: Well, in general, I think a wooden boy probably would not do very well on Survivor with the fire making challenge now part of it.
4: <laughs> or oh, no. maybe maybe he would. Maybe you're like, listen, how bad do you want the game? Give up some of your appendages.
0: <laughs> Extra yeah. kindling. He's like running out of kindling, like
3: grabbing his arms. Oh no, I gotta light my arm on fire. <laughs> Pinocchio, what why do you think you should win this game? I literally put my body on the line to win this. <laughs> Yeah, I have to win this for my family. My father was tragically swallowed by a whale.
0: Can he burn his nose off? I don't
3: think so. That's pretty morbid.
0: (laughs) No, I mean I recognize through saying that statement that yes, but like, what if he lies and then he can just like burn off the extra, you know, length to the nose? So then it looks even
4: bigger. Then I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> like that myth that, like, if you cut your hair, it grows back strong. You know, whatever. Yeah, I don't know, but I guess you'd have a little like charred end to the nose, which would be pretty obvious. Yeah, so. it'd, be,
3: it'd be a pretty big hint as to like something happened in those woods, Pinocchio, where he's not necessarily lying.
0: Is Pinocchio in Toy Story? How how can we work this into
3: Tony's story? Um, I mean, I guess Pinocchio could be there. I don't know why sure. he would. Sure. <laughs> they wind up in renaissance era italy at some point
0: <laughs> which i mean they do some wild and crazy things
3: jonathan troyer says the worst piece of pop culture to be seen on by your castmates before going on the show is to catch a predator because <gasps> then they'll be worried about you burning your hands at the fire and you won't be able to practice for the final four hashtag y- i'm terrible
4: yikes Whoa. <laughs> Too much.
3: (laughs) America's Most Wanted is probably a good one, too, right? That you don't want to be seen on.
0: I feel like cops would actually be okay. (laughs) They'd be like, ah, he was on cops. (laughs) He's a buffoon.
3: I guess so, like, look what he's, he he shows up on the lowest caliber of reality shows beforehand. Like, we don't need to worry about anything.
0: Right, like part of the Darwin Awards, like, not a problem. (laughs) That person's an idiot.
3: Parker says, uh, being a part of a sensationalist news story like Balloon Boy or Hot Cop. Well, bad news about the Hot Cop on that. Did Hot Cop get canceled? Hot Cop was on the show, remember? (laughs) Oh.
0: (laughs) Oh, I was thinking Hot Inmate.
3: Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah.
0: Or Hot Convict. Oh, yes. Hi, Dan Ringering. Ah, yes. F fake friends. I remember I was there for that.
4: <laughs> I you think have... I watched that season.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine a balloon boy was on and just like the story that they would tell or try to spin it for final tribal council?
0: yeah i mean i feel like balloon boy is better than balloon boy parents <laughs>
4: yeah balloon boy dad i think was the problematic one
3: Balloon right. Boy probably wouldn't have a problem climbing tony's ladder right he's used to like very <laughs> bare bones ways to get up in a general direction
4: he'd be like, like listen if- i do worse i have to do worse things monday through friday this is fine
3: <laughs> <laughs> right yeah john john says i wouldn't want people in survivor finding out about my terrible wand off songs i created because they might think i will mock them in songs
0: do you think did I, I guess for, for like a returning player season, I could see that because um, I wonder you can you write Wandoff songs about your own season? Does that break breach of contract?
4: Yeah, I think it, uh, Rick Dylan's wife did. Oh, she did. Yeah. You can always have somebody in your family. But can you That's like true.
3: bequeath songs on the island to other people?
4: Uh, What does that mean?
3: Like, if somebody's leaving, you could be like, leave in Liana, you know, sing a song about that.
0: (laughs) And then bring out Ben to do the dance.
3: Yeah, like, it (laughs) wouldn't be great for your jury chances, but I guess it would be a way to dig in the knife.
0: Yeah, well, um, or hey, who knows? Maybe like Edge of Extinction then can put together some whole play based on all the songs that you bequeath them. So perhaps.
3: Yeah, exactly. And Adam will bring his sock puppets in and it'll be an entire show that they can use marriage,
0: marriage.
3: <laughs> yeah it'll basically be like the story of rob and amber
0: yes oh that's it'll like, cute it'd be
3: like marriage story but with a much happier ending marriage story
0: marriage story wait what was the line meg that you said about boston rob that he felt oh, after baby-itis. Amber left? oh he Bi- got by baby it is my baby it is here write that down Ah, holy crab cakes.
3: <laughs> Dan Sidensky says, uh, footage of me with my fingers crossed behind my back, shaking hands with the other Color War captains is the last thing I would want potential mates in a competition that involves challenges, deception, and camping to see. How much carryover do we think there is from Color War to Survivor, especially when it comes to deceiving people?
0: Hmm. I have no idea. What is Color War?
3: Color War is a, it's a thing in camp. When you, uh, when you divide the camp into different colored teams and they participate in a bunch of different activities and they're pitted against one another. It's actually not too unfamiliar from Survivor.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah, well, see, then that's why Danny Boatwright got voted out, because she was wearing the wrong color for the color war. Oh,
3: exactly. <laughs> it's like, this is a color war, Danny, and you're in the wrong camp.
0: Yeah, she got the wrong paint. Um, It's probably pretty similar, right? Oh, it's the same deal, right? Everybody's blue, everybody's red, you know, eh.
3: Yeah, exactly. And Like, you could switch at a moment's notice, maybe, in Color War, I'm not entirely sure.
4: Is there orange in Color War, or does nobody want that in Color War either?
3: Yeah, orange is, like, the worst group automatically. <laughs> <Whoa>. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I never went to summer camp. I have no experience with this. It sounds like some, it sounds like fun, though. Should we do our own Color War, Liana? Yeah! Uh, with just us? Yeah, you and I. <laughs> Okay, are we on the same team? Yep. <laughs> or are,
4: okay. I don't know how this will work. Uh, do do I need get to five? be a ref? Do I get to collect... Yeah. Your, do I get to tally your points? What Do, what do I, <laughs> I... Do guess, I just sit by the petting zoo and wait for it to be over? Yeah, you're, no, you're by the goats. <laughs> okay. the goats. <laughs> I'll watch the goats while you guys go out and play. <laughs>
3: <gasps> well, for next... <laughs>
4: a rhyme. I'll
0: watch the goats while you go out and play.
3: Why like goats know. and go out? Were you trying to make a rhyme out of that?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know.
3: Go out and go a ut for goat?
0: <laughs> this is but stupid. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, for next week, we talked about the various methods of getting breadfruit out of trees, whether it be a ladder or Yule sort of like noose-like thing that he was using, but we want everyone to go full Wiley Coyote Realness for next week. Come up with a method to get breadfruit out of the tree in your own way. You have a bunch of ways you can reach out to us. You can always tweet it to us using the hashtag RHAPBNB. You can email that to us, RHAPBNB at gmail.com or basically anywhere. We have eyes and ears everywhere. We're going to seek out your answers. We'll get into it all next week. But for now, Megan Z, thank you so much for becoming back to (laughs) <laughs> and it just sounds like I'm stuttering to talk about uh, Winners at War episode two. And it's been such a fun season so far. It's been a really fun and crazy series of B&B. So thank you for subjecting yourself to all the mischief we're up to.
4: Yeah, but thank you so much for having me.
3: Now it sounds <laughs> like we're speaking like a dubby, like some sort of weird secret language.
0: Yeah, or like uh, pig Latin or something,
3: right? A goat Latin.
0: this is go latin (laughs) but thank you
3: (laughs) well megan for people who want to keep on track for all the various musings you might have about reality tv and life at large how can people catch you on social media
4: yeah i'm at meg wants to know no b's or q's in there
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh um uh okay okay what am i up to i am doing a lot this week so first of all you can find me on social is this is that what's happening i zoned out for a second (laughs) (laughs) go ahead (laughs) okay I'm on social media at Liana Boris, and I, uh, I was on Renap this week. We did Wheel or No Wheel, which was so much fun. So definitely check that out with Robin and Kiva. Um, big thanks to GJ LaBelle and Jess East. We all worked together to put the whole thing together. Then, we and I talked about the mass Singer. Lots of Bassaniness going on over there. I am also doing RuPaul's Drag Race season 12 preview with Brett Wolgamon and Amon Adwin. We're going to be talking about the Queens and previewing the season, which I'm really looking forward to, and then I'm also going to be on Why Blank Lost with David Bloomberg and Jessica Lewis. So I will be talking more about this Bassani episode of Survivor. That already use that one, um, and I'm going to try to carry over some of this insanity to Why Blank Lost. So I'm really hoping that they're prepared. Yeah, I was going to say, Leon,
3: I'm so sorry you've expended your holy crab cakes reference for this podcast. Hopefully, you have enough good material left in the tank. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think I used up all my. Wh- wh- what am I going to even talk about when it comes to English muffins? I'm going to be like, guys, I already talked about all the English muffins I bought at the grocery store. There's going to be nothing left.
3: Yeah, well, Liana, this, okay. this week for you is buy one podcast, get like three more. That's
0: no, it is exact. I will have done five podcasts from like Thursday to Sunday. So uh it's a good time. Good time to Thanks. be live.
3: Well, we're happy to listen to you, no matter what show you may be talking about. You can follow me at a Mike Bloom type over on post-show recaps. I am, of course, recapping Star Trek Picard every week with Jessica Lease and Lost Down the Hatch with Josh Wiggler every week as well. I am writing about Survivor. I am doing not necessarily exit press, but I am talking to people who played with the previous winners uh, every week as they get voted out. This week, I'll actually be speaking with the aforementioned Judd Sargent who once upon a time bequeathed some lake-slash-pond-slash-stream water to Jamie Newton And he'll certainly bequeath some opinions to me about Danny Boatwright, so that should be interesting. Also writing about Australian Survivor for, for True Dark Times, so lots to check out there. I cannot believe we're nearing the end of the month. It's been a crazy month for Survivor, but it's been so, so exciting, and I've been really liking this season so far
0: hmm oh it's just it, just taking the time to remember this is a really exciting moment and really live in the moment and appreciate what's happening that's what I'm trying to do that's what I'm trying to focus on and I'm just
4: I'm lapping it up much said, like pond water drink it in like that lake water exactly you,
3: you, you <laughs> sound like the message that they had on edge of extinction which was like the acrostic poem of like you're living uh. on the edge you have to remember your early days and you have to remember the things are layered with opportunities for those liberated enough to recognize them.
0: Yeah. Oh, I would have loved to have been in the room of the people trying to write that.
3: Just <laughs> fluff words, fluff words, throw everything, yeah. you know, to try to build out a paragraph of text that will spell out water well.
0: <laughs> they were practicing with bequeath. <laughs> Liberate. Liberate. <laughs>
3: So if you have any suggestions for games that we can do, special thanks to John Tinkum for his Where's the Bequeath game this week. You can always email them to us, R-H-A-P-B-N-B at gmail.com. We are more than accepting to come up with a lot of silliness around this show, as silliness will abound apparently when we go shark hunting next week with Tony. Hopefully that shark will not down a cowboy hat and say, I'm Woody, howdy, 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 but we shall see. Special thanks to Scott St. Pierre for editing this behind the scenes. Paul also sent our head writer and Will from America for his great theme song. We'll be back next week, breaking down episode three. But for now, check you out at your next day.
2: Mike and the Anna playing some games. pray to your mama that they're not super lame. And if that all sounds cool, I can tell you the name. It's the R-H-A-P-B-M-B. Like the honor, yeah, they're playing some games And I pray to your mama that they're not And if that all sounds cool, I can tell you the name